Welcome in to CHGO Bears After Dark. I've been looking forward to the show all day. We got a lot to cover uh, with the incredible Carmen Vitale, who is very upset at Uber Eats right now, but yet moving forward at the, all at the same time. I'm working through it. I know. Like, like the show must go on. The, sh- the show must go on. The show must go the on. The chicken was not in the salad. We are, just, we're, I mean, we are playing at a it deficit was a chicken, tonight. It was a chicken bowl missing chicken. Chicken bowl <laughs> minus the chicken. That's not good. That's like, not good, team. I don't understand. I do understand. Postmates and Uber Eats there's have the, given me issues. There so. is no crying in Bears After Dark. Actually, there Fair is. You can, you can have tears. And we've got the legend sitting in tonight from a CHGO White Sox show, now CHGO Bears, the Chicago legend, Herb Lawrence. Welcome, Hello. brother. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's really appreciated to be on this show again. I was think I was on like three weeks ago with uh, Greg Braggs, and uh, I'm very happy to be here because the Bears, uh, truth be told, are my favorite team. CB wow. City. Uh, well, and you're you're geared up, and you look great, and and being out with Braggs is, is cool. But I mean, this is the real Bears after exactly. Dark. I mean, th- <laughs> let, let's just let's just name what's true here. This is where the real Bears. Now, okay, all Bears after Darks are all great shows, but you know, I think a little healthy competition inside the old CHGO. Nothing wrong with that. No, I so I walked in today. Uh, Carmi and I were we were both out of practice, which was awesome. Sure. I'm, I'm sitting there in the press conference today, and I'm and all of a sudden I just hear. Your voice come out. I, I didn't. I didn't see you when I walked in the room. I had gotten there basically right at game time. So did I. And yeah. and and we hadn't. And then I just heard you, and I got so excited. Oh yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't know that you were in there either until uh, I was looking around the room, and then I saw that you were along the wall because you asked a question before I did, and so I was like, oh, Carm's here. I mean, I thought I had one of my all-time great questions today. Which it was, was <laughs> short, succinct, and to the point. But you got the answer you wanted. I, 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 I asked Alan Williams, who I love, Bears defensive coordinator, who I think is getting unfair heat from the city. I, I asked him, did anybody uh, stand out for you as far as move, just taking a step forward last week? And he said, Jack Sanborn. And, and people jumped on it. There was, a huge, there was a herd around Jack Sanborn in the locker room today. Everybody wanted to talk to Jack Sanborn. Which I think was, and I I didn't know if he would go there. I just thought I thought maybe he would say that, uh, you know, I thought there were a bunch, but we have obviously have to go a lot further, something along those lines. But he he named Sanborn, so that was a nice that was a nice compliment for the for the Badger. And then the entire locker room was um, very. I feel like they were giddy to see that Sanborn had a huge scrum around his locker. Herb, do you have any Sanborn excitement? I have a lot of Sanborn excitement. Do you really? Yeah, because in the preseason, he was flashing everywhere. He was everywhere you needed to be. Undersized, a guy from Wisconsin, local product too, right? Like mm-hmm. from like the northern suburbs. Sure I'm excited to see him get a little bit more, more run with uh, Roquan Smith being traded to Baltimore because I know one thing, he's going to get effort. He might not be, you know, prototypical linebacker in the NFL, but I guarantee the effort will not be waning for him at all. And then he might make himself into a nice NFL play, player at the linebacker position because all you need right there is just heart and, and toughness. And I know he's got the smarts. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Lake Zurich High School, yep. Wisconsin uh, Badger. It hurts. Lake Zurich is uh, keeps on beating my Wheat North Falcons in the playoffs. They just <laughs> beat him this past week. Probably beat him uh, in a playoff game a couple of years ago. So yeah, he, he's a player. I, there's nothing, uh, no doubt about that. Quick I think as- he'll be one of the favorites after this year's over. Quick aside about high school football, though, my York High School Dukes are still undefeated right now. They're ranked number two in the state. We have never had a really good football program. No. I actually got, and weirdly enough, 
I went to their game against Glenbard West where they upset Glenbard West. They were ranked seventh, I think. Or maybe Glenbard West was ranked fourth, something like that. But anyway, ranked very high. They upset them. Uh, it was a fantastic game. I hadn't been to a high school football game in a very long time. Did not realize how advanced the, these kids are getting. Like, I'm watching guards pull, you know, like a wide zone scheme, like from their offensive line. And I'm like, oh, good God. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. You, so it was. You, you really are something. Just just know that, that watching high school football and getting geeked up that guards are pulling is a. It's, that's an, it, I didn't it, know it, that it, high school Steven, guards knew how to pull. <laughs> that's another level, right? I mean, her, come on. I mean,. <laughs> When I was in school, we just ran a play called 33 lead. So through the three hole all the time. And, yeah, guards rarely uh, pulled at all. But, yeah, the offenses nowadays are so advanced. Wild. And York, like you are saying, I knew them as when I went to school. I graduated in 96. They were a cross-country giant. Oh, yeah. And never Same played. when I was there. My guy, uh, Brendan McCaffrey, who used to work with me at the score, went to York, and he's like, well, yeah, we sucked. We were terrible we were te- the whole time. My my last two years in, in high school, we were uh, we went to the playoffs, which was like the first time in probably in like decades or something like that. So now to see that York is still undefeated, they're going into the quarterfinals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Very, very excited. So as a shout out to local Illinois high school football. What's up? Go Dukes. And for the record, I I love this show that can just go uh, off the rails through different ways. And I did not have the the York Dukes, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. last year, uh, I've done I did some play by play for uh, Sports Broadcast Solutions. Shout out Kyle Smith. What's up, Kyle? Uh, he uh, I, I I did play by play for the Dukes versus Elmhurst. That was a thing. I was in did there. Did you? Yes, and I had a great meatball sandwich at some place in Elmhurst. That oh, we did talk about that. Yes. Fits a spare keys. No, that place is closed. It's closed. Oh. I, I, can, I, can, closed. I can I can I can pull but it up. Regular Fitz is still open. Okay. I mean, it it was I'm it's 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 worth uh, everybody's patience here for me to pull it up for one second. Well, um, Elmhurst it. is a great town, and York was a great school to go to. I was like the first to go through the new building um, when I was a freshman, and I was a palm. So I was on the field. It was because I could get on the football field that way. Roberto's. I couldn't get on the field. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, it was Roberto's. Roberto's. Roberto's has the best pizza in town other than Mama Maria's. Yeah. But anyway, right. anybody from Elmhurst, watching from Elmhurst, you're welcome for that entire thing. Go Elmhurst. All <laughs> right, so we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get back to the Hurst in a second here, and we'll get back to some things that happened at practice today uh, later. I've got a video piece that we're going to play from Cole Komet, who was oh, his – Always entertaining. Also, another local kid. But we, I walked in today since first time doing a show with her. What's on your Bears mind? And you went right to Valus Jones. Yeah, it's because this year I see as a rebuilding year, as a retooling year. They drafted the guy, Valus Jones, in the third round. And I know he's a little long in the tooth, four rookies, 25 years old. And he made some mistakes. He fumbled a couple uh, kickoffs and punt returns. Cool. Him being like a healthy scratch this past Sunday kind of puzzled me. I understand that they're doing a meritocracy where better players get to play, um, but he is a rookie. The the guy who just came in, the general manager, Ryan Post, just came in and drafted him third in the third round. So I think that guy has to play through the injuries or through the, the mistakes because this year is a development year, and you're not going to be having Valus Jones on the bench healthy. Now this week, they might get back Byron Pringle. And if he comes back, you can see another Valus Jones healthy scratch where he's just sitting on the sidelines not playing. And that's I think, is a mistake for me because if you draft him in the third round, he should be playing. He should be playing a lot. And getting the mistakes out this year, I it. I get, I get it, Gary. He can't catch, but how are you gonna not? How are you gonna? How are you gonna learn to catch 
unless you're playing in those well, games. Well, now hold on, Gary, uh, to to back up my he's got guy. three catches. He's got three catches <laughs> now. Now, now, I think One two of them. Week. <laughs> yeah, right. Two of them are yeah, that, basically that, a handoff. So, uh, to Gary's point, there is a fair thing that he maybe perhaps can't catch Carmi. Well. I mean, well, here's the thing, though. When you brought in Chase Claypool, who also still needs to get a, like a, used to this offense, you added from the top down. So that's just pushing guys down the depth chart even more. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, honestly, I feel like you want your best guys to be getting the rapport with Justin Fields now. I think that over that kind of supersedes any individual third-round rookie player development priority essentially i think the priority is to get justin fields comfortable and to get justin fields comfortable you need your best receivers on the field to see what he can do with them that's at least my take but and it it was i really appreciated that they added from the top down um so you're pushing guys kind of like a little bit more down the depth chart and especially if iron pingle comes back now you've got some guys that actually have experience too CHGO Bears After Dark, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. You get a $5 bet, $200 in free bets. Let's go. Thank you to our friends at, at DraftKings. Listen, I think Herb's making a fair point here, Carmi, yeah. and, and, and you, Gary, and, and to everybody else out there. You... You cannot tell me that the future of you, you are not at least more interested in what the future of Valus Jones would be as compared to, say, I don't know, uh, you just mentioned Byron Pringle. Like, I'd way rather see Valus Jones on the field than Byron Pringle. Mm-hmm. I, I would, yeah. I, I, and I, I don't want to, listen, I like Dante Pettis, but if I, but, but I, I think, and he's, and he's done a nice job, and he stepped in, and right now he's a better punt returner. But long-term, upside, higher ceiling, I think you got to hope that it's Bayless. I'm Yeah, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that you're still getting Justin Fields comfortable. He is priority numero uno. So you want to surround him with the best guys. Like, he, I don't, you can't, I don't want to develop all of these guys, you know, send him on the field with developmental guys. Like, we don't, you don't know what he can do. Fair point, fair point, fair point. But that doesn't mean that he couldn't be out there to, uh, dude, listen to me. You are going to hang out at House Hall at 8 a.m. and you're going to leave at 8 o'clock at night. We're going to get some lights out here and you're going to catch 8,000 punts until you get comfortable. (laughs) That's what's going on here. I mean, listen, I made four errors playing freshman B baseball uh, and 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 I also made all three putouts in that inning. But you know what? You know, and then I just you know I couldn't handle it, and and my baseball career ended. Although I like to say that my my softball, you know, when I was in my prime was was outstanding, and I did play some some. Uh, I'm well, I'm really I, I've had some great adult baseball back in my Austin Texas days. My point is this though: I ran away. The Bears are kind of running away from Vez. We don't need to run away. We don't need to run away. You are going to just sit there and you are going to catch punts until you're comfortable. And we're working you back to bring you back in X game. It doesn't have to be this week versus Detroit. It doesn't have to be even be against the Jets or the Falcons. But it's somebody, hey, just letting you know, December the 4th, Green Bay Packers, whatever the date is, you're going to be out there, bud. And, and, we, and, and I, we need, we are not giving up on you, sending him that message. Anybody? And maybe Melbourne uh, has a good point where he's, uh, Matt Eberflus has a plan for Velas and Sitting him on the bench last Sunday was a message, and he knows that Velas would be reacting to that. He, as I think he got to speak to the media and saying, like, you know, it gave him confidence. It, it made him hungrier that he got sit, 
sat down this past Sunday, but also, like you said, Carmen said, like you're going to have Claypool, maybe Pringle, Equimania uh, St. Brown, and Dante Pettis, like in other players, and then where's Velas going to be at? I just need a third-round pick to be on the field, and I know that Justin Fields needs to be comfortable. I think that that dynamic speed that Velas Jones brings to the table – he can be doing those jet sweeps. He can be doing some different things in this offense to give him confidence. And then when you feel confident a little bit more, or he feels a little bit more confident, he can go back there to kick and punt returns because his uh, confidence is lifted up a little bit more, and he can see, say, okay, I can do this. I can play in the NFL. Sitting him down, I think, just drops that confidence down. It's like, man, I'm already an old rookie. I'm already a third-round pick, so I got to st- struggle to get on this roster anyways. And now I'm not. I'm a healthy scratch for players who are, and ultimately, Dante Pettis is not a, like a top NFL uh, wide receiver, and they're sitting you down for that guy. Neither is Ecomenia St. Brown. They're sitting you down for that guy. These are guys are just veterans who are getting tick over you, and that seems to me in a rebuilding year wrong. Be- just because that guy needs to, you need to know if he can play or not. If he can't, ship him off. It's a third-round pick. Uh, DFA him next year. But by not playing him, you'll never know if he's going to be the player that you envision or Ryan Poles envisioned him to be. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I just don't know if what they're envisioning for him re- requires that. Like, I feel like he's he was brought in to be kind of a gadget and to use his speed and to stretch the field a little bit more. I, he wasn't, I feel like he wasn't brought in to be a workhorse. No. And so I feel like you can still do that, especially this year when it's a relatively low pressure year. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're talking a few snaps and yeah, like the healthy scratch thing, I get, you know, want, you want him to at least be up to be, you know, in on a couple of plays. Um, and I think they will do that. I don't think that the benching was necessarily permanent in that regard. Um, but you do need to get his confidence. He needs to, you know, have some, something to do with special teams. Velas having an impact on special teams as a way to stick on this roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't know, trust in Ebner, Velas Jones, who do you want to see active? Velas. Yeah, I, I, right? Yeah. I mean, now that you have, like, Justin Fields is essentially essentially a third running back, so you have security there, yeah. I should say. Although, I like, I, uh, but I like Tristan Ebner, too. I, I don't dislike, I, listen, they, they have a very, I like, you know. If you like, want to call it deep lot of marginal to, like, slightly interesting talent. Like, like, I mean. Would you call yeah. Tristan Ebner's marginal I mean, talent? I, well, I mean, he's, he's, he's a, what he's, would you call him? I mean, like, I don't know. He's a really good pass catching back. I just like, I feel like you can, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that he doesn't belong on an NFL roster. I don't think, okay. I mean, I'm, I don't okay. think anybody's pegging Tristan Emner to be a star. No, but he's solid <laughs> wide receiver depth for a team that's a run first team or uh, hey, he's, running he's, back he's, depth. He's, sorry. he's a fine third running back. But again, like, uh, you know, if, the, if I found out this week that, Ebner was inactive and, and Velas was in there. I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, sweet! They're gonna they're gonna try him out of running back. Let's let's see what we got here." And but you still I, got Blasting Game to be the fullback there, so you could be fine. I, I like yeah. that he's an honorary captain. Blasting Game is, uh, yeah, he's enjoyable. Uh, Make fullbacks great again. Now, <laughs> one, like, so Velas Velas lockers next to Fields, at least at uh, Hal. So I'm not sure what they do at Soldier Field because I don't go to those games. And they they I don't understand. What the does? locker rooms that I've been in, the Bears yeah. locker room, I don't understand it. The way that the position groups are set up. Because every other locker room I've been in, like, it's by position group. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
Yeah, and no, like but, these but guys, I'm trying to, like, the, the, these guys are all over the place. But the old linemen are all together. No, they're not. There's like the tackles are on one side. No, there's like a, ta- a couple tackles, a guard, or no, a couple tackles, Thank a center. You. On the other side are some guards. Then you've got like Justin. You've got some wide receivers, and then in the corner you have a random. You have DeAndre Houston Carson, right. like a weird, random safety. Like nothing makes sense in the Bears locker room. I don't know where to look. Like you don't even know what side's offense, what side's defense. All right, that's that's a whole different story. The whole thing. Like, I'm you, sorry, you, you, but like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't have. It, uh, it's it's been annoying me all season. Okay, and I just I that was that I I took my moment. No, that's that's great. Send your complaints to uh, Upper Bears management. George McCaskey should fix this. Really, it's a Mark Tressman thing. I'm sorry, I, I mentioned it, him it on the Bears. Be. Thing. It could be how Mark Tressman knew it was like, hey, offense defense in the locker room, so you guys could get to meet each other, right? Type of thing. It's like it said, it's haphazard. And most of the locker rooms I've been in, and only one I've been in is the Bears locker room. It is like position group usually, position group, position group, and they all stand by, especially the linemen. They're yeah. all in the same area, right. and the D linemen were back in the day. I was a uh, Ted Washington days, so that's how old I was. <laughs> there we was. go. There we and go. And he was a mean some bitch. Oh golly, <laughs> it was yeah, nobody mean really in that Bears. In the Bears locker room. All the guys are they, really nice. This, That's I mean, right now, Bears locker room is like straight. I mean, they're just adorable. These guys are they're yeah. they're they're they're, they're quality. And so Valus and and uh, and Fields were having a conversation today. Who it was a, and 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 Bears personnel was being asked trivia question. I don't know if trivia is the right word, but your opinion: more popular, dynamic, historical, musical figure, Elvis. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, it's over. Hurry, hit <laughs> <Yeah>. the button. <laughs> yeah. They, well, I mean, he literally right. dated his daughter, or married to his daughter, too, so he even overtook that. Well, that, that's, that's, that's a, perhaps a trump card. Which uh, one did they say? So, now, who do you, who do you think had who do you think had MJ? And I who, think Justin Fields had MJ, and Valus Jones, since he was a Tennessee guy, had Elvis. Elvis. Herb's Herb's on the money. Right. So you got the Tennessee guy who's trying to rep Elvis. I mean, they both. Well, no, I like I don't really have an answer to that necessarily because I just think that they both revolutionized music in a certain way. But it was it was it was it was also like those are not the two that I would have thought that. Bears players would have been deciding between, I guess. Yeah, like especially that, those like, kind of young players. They're like so that. young, right? Yeah. I'm like, do you, have you even? But like, it makes sense, obviously. Bayless, you know, being in Tennessee, and I'm sure Elvis is still like omnipresent down there. And Michael Jackson revolutionized music for even the music we listen to today. But yeah. Yeah. it was, it was, but like, it gave me a little bit of hope because I feel like all these Gen Zers just don't know any of like this good music. Who'd you think they were gonna bring up? Like a uh, Drake? I don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just Drake and Lil Wayne. Yeah, like who, modern day, like, I don't know, I don't know. I My don't friend know. Tony Gill, I think you know Tony Gill. Sure, of he, course. He says that uh, Migos and Rest in Peace to Takeoff are the modern day Beatles. And I said to him, Wait, what? The Beatles are the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am old, and I don't know who Migos are in particular, but stop that blasphemy. Well, that well, is, like, the Beatles are... Up there, Migos is here. So I good love level, it. yeah, it's a good love, level. But the Beatles are the Beatles. I, so that's why I, that's where I, where I was kind of just debating the argument in the moment in my in my mind. I'm like, Elvis was a long time ago, and we're still talking about Elvis. Mm-hmm. So you got to give Elvis again. He they like both of those him and Michael Jackson revolutionized music. Wasn't there just a, me- a movie? About and Elvis, El- that's yeah. Elvis, there was Elvis a new Elvis, Elvis movie. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it though. Elvis, he's all over my HBO. I have I haven't watched it yet. Anybody in the chat who's seen Elvis, feel feel free to say yes or no on whether that is worth two hours of time. I've been closer 
with people, I think, in my generation, if you would have said Michael Jackson versus Prince. Yeah, that would have... Yeah. To me, because people think Prince, and rightfully so, is a better musician and a better artist than Michael Jackson ever was. Without a doubt. Yeah. But I, actually, I don't even... I mean, you got to give... But like, yeah, I don't know. Would Prince have been Prince if it wasn't for Michael Jackson? Now we're now we're in a. I know we're, we're down there. I know we can we, we can go down a rabbit hole. This, is, this the, is bears after in the dark. Comments. It's not. I was saying this is bears after dark. Uh, music after dark. I mean, music after dark. Bears after dark. We're good. I I don't know if we resolved everything on on Bayless, but I I turn by just I get where you're coming from. Like, hey, listen, development year. This guy's got talent. I want to see him play. It sucks when he's not playing. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. Like, I just this is, that's the other thing too. That was coaches just aren't wired like that. Because I had that same discussion about Justin Fields though, where I was like in the beginning of the season when he wasn't even, they weren't even calling passing plays. I'm like, I don't care if he throws an interception. I don't care what he does. Just what, but like coaches are just not wired that way. Like they were going to try to win the game. They're going to try to put their best players out on the field at all times. Always. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's fighting a losing battle in that case, but I fought it for Justin. They figured it out. So we'll figure it out with Bayless. And Jay Sanders, I see your comment. Elvis Revolucci's being white, imitating mm. black art forms. That That's that, fair. that that is a, a fair comment, Herb. You, I think you you want to weigh in on that one? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I already got enough people on my back about stuff like that. All right, all right. I don't want to overstep my bounds <laughs> on that one. But that's but hey, uh, you know what Elvis was doing was being done long before Elvis started doing it. And then oh, here he here comes the here comes the man with the flashy Elvis look. And 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 at that time. But we seem to be going back to that time at times lately. Uh, he got a lot of love for it. So I think that's worth naming. Thank you, Jay Sanders. All right. Um, let, let me move on to uh, Luke Getze spoke today and just where the Bears offense is at. And there's this, you know, it has Fields gotten that much better? Has Getze actually figured his offense out better? Like who is responsible for the three weeks even more than that of just the uptick that we've seen. And Getsy's pushed back multiple times that like we haven't really changed that much. That that's not really what's going on here. Justin's getting better. He had one comment today. Justin I I I, I want to pull it up exactly because I want to get it wrong. Because it was interesting how he how he worded it. Justin's getting better. Uh, he's understand hold on, let me let me let me let me let me let me do it right here. I think what you're seeing is someone who is more comfortable calling a play, more comfortable in understanding what the play means, so you're able to do more things. And that's not just him. That's everybody in the group. Yeah. So he, he is, he's throwing a ton of flowers at fields, but also kind of like underlining that, hey, this, this, this was part of the entire plan. Like, I don't, I don't, like, they didn't have some, yes, they changed after the Patriots game and, and, and opened things up, I guess, a little bit more running the game, run, running the ball, letting him loose. But also at the same time, I think he's, he's kind of pushing back that this is, that there's this whole new transformation that's happened. Like, this was, I guess, the plan from the start. I don't know. Uh, who, who you all think deserves the most credit is where I'm trying to get to. Does Fields, is Fields just all of a sudden figured out and gotten better, or, or do we giving the credit to the OC uh, equally? How do, how do we break this down? I'm giving it more to Justin Fields. As you said, and then Luke has said himself, he hasn't really changed the offense that much. But I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Last Dragon. So an 80s movie <laughs> with, uh, uh, I don't know even know what the, uh, Ty Mac is the uh, main character's name. He's a martial arts guy, but... The thing is that he's getting a beat by Shonuff, the, the Shogun of uh, Harlem, and he's just getting beat, and he's getting beat badly where he's almost dying. 
and then he re- remembers that he is the man. He is the one. He has the glow. And I think that's what Justin has. Like, after the game, I think versus the commanders, he's like, I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of all of this garbage. And he just has a more understanding of where guys are supposed to be, how his blockers are blocking. And so if he needs to know, okay, I got three seconds to get this ball out, or else Braxton Jones is going to give up some pressure, or else Sam Musford is going to give up some pressure, whatever, I can bail out. Or I know my guy's going to be in the slot right there at this time. He's got more understanding, and he understands that he's, he's fast. He's good, and he has confidence in himself and now in his players, and he has that glow that uh, uh, Bruce Leroy, is in, in the movie they call him, has. Mm-hmm. And that's that game on Sunday, the game before with the Patriots, awesome. But the game on Sunday versus the Dolphins, Dolphins were outmatched, outmatched the Bears. They're much better offensively, much more stars. But you knew you wanted the Bears to get the ball back quickly because you know that Justin Fields is electric. He's understanding exactly how good he is. And confidence in the NFL goes a long way. Like, there's, like he might not be throwing for 200 yards passing, but he knows there's nobody in that field that's faster than him. Not a single person on the Dolphins that is faster than him. And he, the confidence that he has, like, okay, if you pressure me, if you bring blitzes, I'm going to get free. Because he's been sacked 33 times this year, which I think leads to the NFL. He said, okay, if you're going to hit me this much and I haven't been hurt, I'm going to be fine. And I know that you can't beat me through the corner. And I know I can throw a ball on the run to Equimania St. Brown. If he catches or not, it's on him. But I know I got 100% talent and I got 100% confidence. And now Justin Fields has the glow, just like Bruce Leeward. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that's absolutely true, and I don't dispute that at all. I think it's a domino effect, though, of what the coaches have been able to do. They're saying that they've tailored it to Justin Fields, and before they were doing that, Justin wasn't as comfortable, deservedly so. I wouldn't be either in a system that I wasn't suited to run. Um, but, I mean, they, they made a change within 11 days, which is the blink of an eye in during an NFL season, and they not only though did they help out Justin Fields and this was the big thing that I'd noticed they had like all right they evaluated every single player on that field and were like okay where are our weaknesses where are our strengths what can we do to play to those strengths and hide those weaknesses and they did that with like you're I feel like you're seeing a lot more bigger sets as far as personnel goes with more tight ends you're getting like a couple you know you're getting running backs in the game you're doing that 21 personnel set where you're getting two running backs in the game even with Justin on the field so like really you've got three backs on the field but that's for blocking purposes that's to help out the offensive line um I feel like that's it's it's a team game so I mean just tailoring something for one person I, I don't think is doing what they did justice because you have to tailor it to what everyone does well and kind of fit the puzzle pieces together and figure out what your best puzzle looks like. So I think that it's a domino effect that Justin is like, that's, that's the cause or the, the causation is the tr- coaching staff. Whereas the, what, what, what's the opposite correlation, correlation is Justin Thank you. My science is not. I have taken a science class. I did not think we were going to get to causation, Cause, correl- causation correlation. correlation tonight. This is impressive. Justin is the correlation, but the, the causation is the scheme itself and how they've been able to help out everyone around him so that he can be more comfortable. And I mean, Justin even talked about it after the Patriots game where those design runs are where he like that's what he wanted. He wanted more control over when he was going to run and how much he was going to run and not to get hit. 
Like that was, he was like, I was tired of getting hit. So mm -hmm. I'm really glad that he's like, I knew going into this game that I was going to run a lot more. And I liked that. And that has its own domino effect of him being comfortable. And then now that he understands everything that's going on around him, it's second nature and he can start doing things off script. He can start being the one to command the offense a little bit more on the field, make the checks, check into something different, all of that kind of stuff. Why are you smiling at me uh, like Because you had, that was a lengthy breakdown of, of exactly, I think you just, I, mean, I think you're really enjoying how the Bears have done this. I think you appreciate I, it. That's my, well, that's what I was smiling let's at. Not, let's, let's also know that I'm a very selfish person and I also just want to be like, I told you so. Because all I said <laughs> there it is. There in the is. very beginning of this season was just give it time. Everybody asks, like, how do you fix the Bears offense? How do you fix the Bears offense? It's not a sexy answer, but you got to give them time. You got to give them time to figure it out. And look at what they did. And they, only they did it in half a season. I would have given them well, a whole season. I, I just find it interesting, and I didn't set this conversation up exactly the way I wanted to. So that's on <laughs> me, pointing point the thumb. But they have celebrated it, like, that they made these changes in the mini-buy and then there's been a pushback that there weren't that many changes. So it's kind of... It's still the same concept, though. I think that's probably what he means. Is in, that what in he that, means? Like, that's still like... The, yes, the offense is still the offense. But now you're, you're, in, like, you're inserting these design runs for Justin, which allows you actually to run a lot more RPO and stuff like that because defenses cannot afford to not account for Justin Fields as a runner now. And like you can, it makes selling an out on play action a lot easier. Because, like, defenses will sell out on that, um, knowing that anybody can run the ball, not just Justin, but the, the two backs that they have. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess I just, want, I just want to be, I just want Luke to say, hey, look, you know, it took me a second getting in here. I needed to actually see it with my own eyes and feel it and be there. Yeah, he's a first-time play caller. Yeah, and, 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 and figure out exactly he's what I wanted to do that, with though. the quarterback. So I, I'm learning as I'm going. I don't know. I mean, Al, Al Williams today was, you know, he's, hey – is what's up with the defense? Uh, you know, are these guys terrible? Well, you know, it's partly them and it's partly the coordinator. Like he outed himself. He put himself in, yeah. in, in the fire with that comment. I'm like, don't do that. I don't want, I don't want you to, to like put yourself because we all know that the talent's just really subpar. At least. Yeah. But, but that's what he said. I don't know. And people are going to use that on sports talk radio as a person that used to work on sports talk radio. That bite will be used over and over again that he is self, has self-doubt now. That's what's going to be the whole thing. Well, Alan Williams doesn't think that he's doing a good job as coordinator. You're going to take it to the nth degree. But this defense is I actually as, as planned. You trade Khalil Mack off this team, you're going to get worse. You trade Robert Quinn off this team, you're going to get worse. And then you trade Roquan Smith, your best defensive player, off this team, you're going to get worse. I think by design, this team is bad on defense. They're supposed to be. There's no money on that side of the defense except for Eddie Jackson. It's, I think it's fine. Yes, they're a sieve, but you want the Bears. That game the other day, you saw exactly what Bears fans should want. Justin Fields absolutely going off. Looking like the elite quarterback he is. He is the offensive player of the week in the NFC. And they lose. That's a perfect combination for this year for the Bears. I, I, I know it's hard to hear Bears fans, but it's the best thing that happened on Sunday. Uh, and you want you the defense up, you, to continue to be up, bad. You gave up resources on the defense so you could add some on offense. And then, I mean, like I said, I think the defense is the priority this offseason. Yeah. And yeah. I think that you draft 
a pass rusher in the first round, and then like go free agency perhaps for offensive tackle, offensive guard at this point, any offensive lineman at this point. It is hard to pick a priority. I mean, yes, they have to address the defensive line, but yes, they need more offensive weapons. Yes, you need a more dynamic guy. Yeah, but but you got money and picks to do it. Right, sure, sure. This is going to be, it's the ultimate opportunity. But I hope they're not like Green Bay how Green Bay knew they had a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers and never gave him help on the first round for offensive talent, for skill positions, ever. Still haven't, except for Jordan Love, his eventual backup, which I don't even think that's going to happen. Next year, yes. Like, the priority this year and going forward is Justin Fields and getting him to be the best Justin Fields he can be. But they need to give him help on if it's first-round wide receiver, the first-round tackle, whatever it is, next year they need to get – that priority settled, but they have a bunch of money in cap space. They can go and sign a top-tier pass rusher if they need to next year. If they feel like, hey, it's time. The Vikings are the only team in front of us now. We can catch the Vikings if we had this, that, and the other. We have cap space and draft picks now, and we're now we're ready to move. If Justin Fields continues on this trajectory, man, it's, the sky's the limit, yeah, man. I don't think we have to worry about what the quarterback is. It, they got the quarterback position solved. What did you just say? I said, I don't think they have, we have to worry about what happened in oh, Green Bay. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, Packers. I feel like, yeah, the Packers didn't surround Aaron Rodgers with anything because Aaron Rodgers had proved to them over and over again he didn't need anything. Mm-hmm. And now that he's aging and, and there's things are not working as well, his offensive line is breaking down, now he can't do everything himself. Um, but I, I, he had he, he had a track record of being able to elevate, and that you don't have that with a young quarterback. I mean, so. it's, just, it's just a good thing that the defense is getting a head start right now because Jack Sanborn is emerging. <laughs> Sanborn is 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 getting praise. We've got Sanborn. Let's go, Sanborn. And for those people who know who Sanborn, another Sanborn wrote the Chicago song. David Sanborn, not from here, though. Good, good, solid musical references tonight from her. Uh, That's what I'm here for. Yes. <laughs> hey, reminder, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company. The best all-natural option you're going to find, and they'll be at the tailgate on Sunday, 8 to noon, 8.30 to noon, excuse me, uh, Bears-Lions corner of Roosevelt in Michigan. Green Ridge Farm is supplying the food, and uh, yes, uh, it is, it's, it's straight delicious. Uh, tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, whatever you need. Their meat sticks come in chicken, black forest, belief, uh, forest beef, thank you very much. Uh, we got the jalapeno cheddar, spicy chili. Delicious is the word, and natural, and good for you. Two brothers coming together to make an amazing company. Nothing more important than what we feed our family, ourselves, and our friends. So shout out to our friends at Green Ridge Farm. And yes, when you're going through Costco, they are in your refrigerated section. Look for Green Ridge Farm, purchase it, and come out to the tailgate on Sunday. Uh, Herb's going to be there. Yes, I will. You, you won't be there, Carmi, but that's no, okay. I'll be in Lambeau. Yeah, you'll be at, you'll be up there seeing the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers playing. Mike football. McCarthy Bowl. Yeah. Mike McCarthy Bowl. Uh, <laughs> okay. Can we... Uh, I guess... Just take take a just take a, a moment in time where I think I'm going to annoy one of our listeners right now. Uh, I, I just want to know what? right now, you Herb wearing the Bears hat, Bears tee. Carmi, you're a little more professional right now because you're you know you cover you cover the NFC North and Fox Sports. So I'm going to ask this to Herb: Do you want the Bears to win football games or lose football games? I want them to lose the football games. You want them to lose football games? Yes, because I think having the better draft pick all throughout the draft is more important than winning games that 
the white uh, the White Sox, the Bears are going to be what seven and ten, not make the playoffs. What does that do for you? Being a middling team, being a mediocre team, will leave you into so, NFL hell. So when you're watching Bears Dolphins, mm-hmm. and it's an incredible game. Yep. And Justin Fields is breaking free. He's running for 61 yards. By the way, Luke Getze called him out. Not called him out, but Luke Getze mentioned that play should have been a 15-yard pass to Darnell Mooney. He actually got the play wrong in okay. Getze's mind, even though he was also saying, holy, he used the word holy cow, but it wasn't holy cow on the sidelines watching him run 61 yards. But are you saying that you're like, that's sweet, and oh no, don't win the game? Do you have all that going on? I'm not actively rooting against the Bears for winning, but if they happen to lose a game, like the I despise the Detroit Lions, mostly because of Matthew Stafford and how he acted and how he one time tackled. I, I forgot who the cornerback was who got an interception on him and he got a late hit on him and he was like a real punk. And so I, ever since then, I've hate the Vikings the most, the Lions, and then I don't really hate the Packers because Aaron Rodgers was a dynamic talent, even though he's kind of a douche. Um, <laughs> go, Steven, open up your mic Steven and yell at like, her. Go ahead. Not happy. Yeah, I, I, the pecking order there. You have the the Packers is the le- the one that you hate the least. Yeah, because what's the matter with you, Herb? Because Aaron Rodgers is a hat. ultimately great quarterback, in which I think is the best quarterback. But I'll get back to that. If the Bears are playing the Lions this week, I want the Bears to win the game versus the Lions and Justin Fields, of course, to play better. But my ranking is Justin Fields playing well. The Bears winning is like way down on the bottom and, of and my so, thing. And so then if they lose, you're not upset after the game because you start thinking about the draft pick and you're you're good. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, what's winning this year? Like what what does that do for anybody? Well, you could like you could I, you could say that hey, winning is good. It's a good habit for the team to have. They have a little bit more confidence. But for me, I take the draft pick. Getting the better player next year would be better for me, I think in the long run for everyone. That's you right there, by the way. What? Winning habits, playing well, developing. Isn't that your – am I not driving down Carmi Lane? No, not, how, how so? I thought you – did you not – did we not have this conversation? No, wait. I had this conversation about Justin Fields where, yeah, like winning does – like you're not a contender this year, so what is – but I'm not like I, – again, I was I said, like coaches aren't wired like that. You can't tell them like – Of course. To, not, to tank. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even though well, it looks the, like what, that's what the Indianapolis Colts are doing, they're, they're, but they're, they fired their coach because he wasn't going to tank. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then they made a tanking for Jeff Saturday. Uh, Oof. Well, no, that's a tough go, Jeff. man. They're, they're, I like Jeff, too. I just uh, Good guy. It's a whole other. Enjoy yourself, though. <laughs> hey, it's good to have friends in high back. places. I mean, get that back. How do you think I got into this place right here at CH? Do you think if I wasn't friends with Kevin and Jake and hadn't been besties for my whole life that I would have gotten this gig? But you're much qual- you're qualified for the job you got right now. <laughs> Somebody isn't. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Ooh, we. I'm kidding. I didn't know those guys at all. They, I was, was, it was fully on my amazing talent. All right. Hey, uh, my favorite play way to uh, get tickets to any sporting event, any concert, any anything, is through game time tickets. And my favorite thing to do in the show at least when this ad comes along, because I, I love checking it, is what tickets are going for. You Guess, in the moment, right now, cheapest seat for Bears-Lions is uh, that if you use the Game Time app, which is the best value you can get on any, any ticket, what do you think you're paying to get into Bears-Lions to sit in the end zone in Section 352 for one ticket this coming Sunday? Anybody? I say 150. 150. Carmi? 127. 127. Well, with the incredible value that you get using Game Time tickets and download the Game Time app. 50 million, 15 million people have done it. Concerts, Bears games, 
any other sporting event you want to go to, $132 is your price right now uh, to get in. Carmen would have won. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. got a oh, lower right. on screen right now. Yeah. We got price is right rolls. Price is right rolls, I would have won, I guess. You've been going up to seeing Drew Carey. Yeah. Ugh, that's like a life goal of mine. It is. I just want to get on the prices right. I watch it all every day, and I look at these contestants do. not you, doing the game right. You do not watch the prices. Every single day. 10 you, o'clock, I'm there. You, one dollar. If you're the last person to bid, you one dollar or one dollar over every the per, last person. Oh, yeah. every time, literally, and every I, time. that does not happen. It, Be, some people like, be, yeah, I, I because oh, because, so, be, the, the, because they don't pick those people to go up there. Uh, oh. I, I think I don't know how they figured that out, but the, you, you just reminded me. Uh, way back in the day, you know, when I was growing up, we used to watch Wheel of Fortune at dinner all the time. And my yep, dad, same. My dad's super. So, you know, I he, also want to go on Wheel of Fortune. I just want to go on any the, game show. What's that? I just want to go on any game show. I also want to go on Wheel of Fortune. I mean, it'd be, let's go, I'd love to do a press your luck back in the day, but okay. Here's um, Mark um, and awesome. But so, uh, you know, he, the, my, my dad, you know, very, very, just didn't pass down the, the uh, skill set here, but a very, very smart man. And so, and he'd solve those puzzles like nothing. We go out there. He's, we're going to try out for Wheel of Fortune. This is it. Carmen family's going to, we're, we're getting on this Wheel of Fortune. Things are going to change around here. We're, we're getting national acclaim. So he goes in there. You've got, you know, three rows of people, and they're spinning the wheel. They're doing the whole thing. And, my, and everyone's cheering, going nuts, at it, you know, the whole thing. My dad is just sitting there with this, like, old-school lawyer just focused on that puzzle, 1,000% just trying to answer it. And he's, and he's ripping off puzzles before, you know, he's just he's crushing it. And then when they went to choose who's going to be on the Wheel of Fortune, it was everyone who was, you know, we, knowing the puzzle. We're yeah. not looking for the smart guy. Looking we, for the entertainment. We we need the yeah the, the energy yeah. 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 We, we, nobody wants to watch this dude go over here and play uh what's what a quiz show that that you know so Freddie didn't get on it was it was it was emotional for 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 young me and it, I know as you said you want to get on anyone I've been looking on you know how to travel out to Burbank and get on uh, the Price is Right if you do a one of those shows either the Price is Right Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune you. Can't do a, any other of those shows right? for yeah. Oh, so they you they ask you like, have you ever done any of these uh, talk shows or uh, game shows ever? And uh, say if you haven't, you're ineligible. I mean, would wow. you sprint down the aisle and go nuts if you were on? The oh front? my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> I got my shirt. Like I'm uh, wear a shirt that says something like Drew Carey, Cleveland Rocks, something that's gonna get him ingratiated. Or the the uh, announcer, I think his name is George. I'll have something on that so they can catch my eye. My sister went on um, uh, what's that the the Wayne Brady uh, game show? Oh, Deal or No Deal? deal uh, yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, and no, she, not Deal or uh, Let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal. There it is. And she won like three thousand dollars. Nice. Yeah, that's. I mean, this is this is an amazing. Eventually, I'll get on there. This is an amazing moment. But I worked show. for CBS Radio for a long time, so I could not get on there. Mm. I don't have that problem anymore. You, you do not have that problem anymore. And the fact that you go prices right every day at ten o'clock—that's that's that's truly amazing. I did. I did. I'm in, I'm impressed. Herb, call me Barney Stinson. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, Let's go. Somebody got that. that t- I, you got a lot of strong references. That I've, that's all I, I am. I, that's I, all I, I am. References and old crappy movies that no one's seen. All right, let me. Uh, we're going to segue from there with our five dollars super chat. Bayless Jones pick never made sense to me. He was not a third round talent in my opinion. Keep in mind, the Seahawks drafted Lucas right after we picked Bayless from our guy Brendan. Listen, it was a it was a big swing. They were going for the high ceiling player, and 
I did. I don't hate the philosophy, but when you miss on those, it's painful. And yeah. all signs right now are that the Bears missed. Maybe that'll change. But it, once you start to fall out of favor in the NFL, it is tough to turn that train around. He's got some significant work in front of him. Well, especially because like what he did at Tennessee was the return game. Like he was the returner. He has like how many thousands of yards at Tennessee and return yards and would take a couple of them to the house every, he was good to take a couple to the house every season. Um, so that was, but like, and that adds to like the confusion as to why he was taken in the third round, because if you were really taking him to be a returner, but then you weren't because that was your receiver taken. Uh, meanwhile, the Packers got like Romeo Dobbs in, in the fourth round and you got, I don't know, there's a couple really good running backs that were taken uh, after them. Like Rashad I, white, my dude, Arizona State. I, I was yelling. I, I was yelling. <laughs> I was yelling for Romeo Dobbs multiple times in yeah. that draft. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I think that people would. And it's even more egregious because of the two draft picks you had before that with the defensive guys. When you were like, okay, we need linemen, we need offensive talent for Justin Fields, and then he picks Valus Jones, so he's gets extra focus because that's your offensive pick. That's your guy. That's your skill position guy in the yeah. third round. Right. And so it's more scrutiny will go on to Ryan Poles, and deservedly so. I think as a rookie GM, he's made a lot of missteps, and I think these are natural as a person that's starting the job and learning on the job. But he's also overcome those uh, those missteps. And so, yeah, he missed on Valus Jones as, as of right now. And I didn't know if you should have taken him in the third round or not because I wasn't into Tennessee football. But if he all he is is a kick-slash-punt returner with some wiggle, it's a little early in my liking because I think what they took Tariq, uh, it was, it was Tariq an- Cohen in the fourth or fifth round, that's more of the guy you should do. A gamble in a, on a, what would be the second day or third day of the draft is a little bit more palatable for fans than the third round where you're depending on the offensive player to actually perform. Yeah, I, the things that I don't care about, Bayless, his age. I don't care that he's 25. I know. Braggs, but, come on. Yes. No. But 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 things that I do. 25 years old is still not old. <laughs> and, and, but I th- do, I like, the point that you brought up earlier about, like, his, I was expecting his learning curve to be less because he was a little bit more experienced. But I don't care that he's 25 years old. Like, it's not like. I care that he put him to be a punt returner in the NFL when he had 18 punt returns in a, in a 12-year college career. That, 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 yeah. that's not good. Dr. Yeah. Valus Jones. Kick return. Yeah. Uh, so, it. And it's also when you overdraft somebody to that level when there's when pe- most people have them as a fourth and fifth round pick and you're picking them in the third, that's not great use of draft capital because if you really like the guy and you're trying to hit a home run, you're trading out of the pick then and yeah. you're and you're getting him later. And if he does, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Well, and it puts a lot of undue pressure on him. Like he, it's, it wasn't his fault. He was drafted in the third round. When he got drafted, though, by the way, it was so adorable. He was crying and Flus was, was crying. We had a, we had a great conversation, it, Coach. I, I am one thousand percent rooting for Valus. Oh, as, as we all are. As we all are. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the pressure that's on him, I totally understand because if you're overdrafted as a player, then like that that kind of seeps into your head, or it can at least. And where you feel an extra added pressure to perform, he and shouldn't, to, he yeah. shouldn't feel though he was that overdrafted. He should be like, why wasn't I? No, no, that's true. But I just feel like, as people looking at the organization now, there's more pressure on him to perform, uh, because he was drafted a little bit higher than most people thought. 
Yeah. All right. Let's 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 segue to my uh, one of my favorite bears. Let's see. Stephen D. Valus age isn't an issue unless he's good and it's a short career. Listen, if you got five great years out of Valus, we we would all be jumping up and down, right, Stephen? Doesn't make a difference what your age is if you wash out of the league. Well, that's that, that's true. That is true. All right. So Cole Komet is coming on. He is earned this by the way he it has not been easy uh, for Cole to get to this point and now he's having success and he's just I, I he's very likable he is a, he is an enjoyable Cole Komet so now that we're seeing him get in the end zone we're getting to see the home run celebration so I I went up to Cole today here's our two-minute conversation we start with where does the home run celebration come from can you talk to me about the home run celebration? Because I think, I mean, I'm thinking top five NFL. Really? I think it's awesome. Oh, I'm I glad mean, you think that. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess kind of a ba- tribute to my baseball days, really. So kind of just comes naturally, and I think it's a solid one. So I think it's a point. Do you quick have, to the point, you know. So. Do you have anyone in mind that you're imitating? Myself. Myself. <laughs> that was all day. That's all day. Yeah. How, how many bombs in high school did you hit? Can we, can we get oh, a number yeah. on that? Um, you can you can fact check. I think it was, I want to say it was 12 my senior year, and I think 8 my junior year. So I, led, I think I led the state my senior year, uh, and I was state player of the year my senior year. Just 20 bombs. 20 bombs. That's not bad. No, that's, that's not, not bad. I mean, that's big time. Yeah. Uh, Getsy loved that after I, I guess your second touchdown. I think that the Claypool and everybody's running in the end zone to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. got a smile on your face about yeah. it. Like that shows a little camaraderie. In the yeah, league. no, that's team, man. I mean, um, I think in the league you kind of lose that a little bit uh, right. with right. just so many guys from so many different places in and out all the time. And um, I think we got a close group here offensively, and so you know those bonds have been forming throughout the year. And yeah, so I think that just was natural from everybody. He also loved that uh, when you get the ball in your hand, you did like something else, something clicks in. Yeah. Like, I'm going cr- to crack yeah. you. I like yeah, it. no, that's a mentality, man. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I think me and David kind of share that similar mentality when we get the ball in our hands. And we kind of like to set the tone for the offense uh, in, in that way. So whenever we get the ball in our hands, and whether it's you get the ball at the, at the line of scrimmage or, you know, two yards down the field, you got to make it happen and lower the shoulder, get some more yards. Right. So likable. I was so happy. He they used him so in so many. So not only did he get more production in this last game, but it, I feel like it's because they were using him very creatively. Like you had that series. I think was it the first quarter where he had the jet sweep, and then the next play, the very next play, because it didn't work out as well. Like he took a direct snap. Yep. Like mm-hmm. you're just you're doing so many fun things with Cole, and he's a very smart player, and I love it. T three P had a good point. Uh, it underlines what you're saying. Her Cole's a good example of giving up on players too early. A lot of Bears fans would have punted uh, on Cole Komet, which Myself is kind of included. Yep, yep. And that might be an indictment, and it should be, of you had Justin Fields and Cole Komet under your watch, and Matt Nagy was like, what do I do with this greatness? You know, um, <laughs> now you see Luke Getze being creative with Cole Komet. He's an athlete. I mean, doing a direct snap mm-hmm. to a tight end is a very rare thing. Him... And Travis Kelsey are the only ones I can see in the NFL have done it. To have him actually break out as I thought it was uh, an overdraft of him in the second round. I thought they should have drafted his Notre Dame teammate, 
Chase Claypool, who they got now at that spot and still had uh, uh, Johnson available later on, Jalen Johnson available at 50 later on. But he's sounding like and he's, he's seeming like, as with Justin Fields, confidence is growing. Yeah. He could see himself as the basketball players used to say, like, once I see it through the hoop, you know, you, that confidence builds up. Now, Cole Komet's getting to the end zone. Now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'm smooth. And home run celebrations are coming because it's hard to get a touchdown. It's his third touchdown. And he's like, man, I've been in league for however long, and touchdowns are hard, so I'm going to celebrate when yeah. I get in there. Yeah, two in the game. I also think, you know, there's – well, granted, the one in the, in the end of the game – was at the goal line, um, and that's usually where you do use multiple tight end sets. But like I was saying before, how you're adding more multiple tight end sets in there to help the offensive line out, blocking, all that kind of stuff. Well, then that also sets up the defense to think that Cole Komet is just a blocker at that point, especially because that's what he's been doing. But then you use him in those multiple tight end situations, and you don't realize that he's actually releasing into a route, and then it make, and then he's open in the end zone. <laughs> so that was I feel like that's kind of what there was a multiple tight end set I remember at the the his second touchdown of the game in the fourth quarter. Um, so that creates so many cool mismatches, and it's really hard to defend uh, when when you're trying to match up with these guys. So as a defense. And rewinding back to what you're talking about, Justin Fields, and trying to make things easier on him, yeah. having a tight Big end that target. he's comfortable with. Big target, comfortable with, can go off script, can, you know, figure or, it out. Or on script, first play of the game, we're going to roll you out. Here's a little eight-yard out to your tight end. Let's go. Let's get the offense yeah. going. All good signs, yeah. right? I mean, come on. I mean, we envision Justin Fields to be, like, one of the best – quarterbacks in the game when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and I know Steven loves Patrick Mahomes that's his guy and his guy I already talked about Travis Kelsey he has his best receiver is his tight end Tom Brady's so best receiver was the tight end Gronk and that's how you develop that's how you become the better the better quarterback you have your security blanket in your tight end and if they have a nice uh rapport and a nice chemistry that's going to be good going forward well I think it took a little while too for Cole to develop into that pass catcher because at Notre Dame he was blocking tight end but now he's become that true Y tight end which is so elusive in the NFL these days because tight ends in the college ranks are you're either a blocker or you're basically a receiver you don't you're not asked to do both in the college ranks so you have to develop that in the league and I don't think we give tight ends enough grace to do that given what they're asked to do in college these days so it took a little longer I think than most people would have liked but then you also realize that last year's system probably wasn't the best or most uh competent and i think in but. my case i think cole gets an unfair rap because of adam shaheen second round draft pick as a tight end we, that failed as a bear and now we're like oh we're drafting a second round tight end again and this guy in the first couple of years like eh, this guy looks like adam shaheen and now you see like the patience the guy's finally breaking through that's a Excellent point that we have Shaheen uh, PTSD. We've got, and we certainly we had it at the quarterback position. We've, we've. I, th- I guess we have it all over. So, whew, it's, it's. And if, I'm sorry, I'm bringing up some bad names. Well, Dressman, no, 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 Adam Shaheen. <laughs> Sam, I mean, you are not allowed to mention Adam. I'm Shaheen. sorry, Saint. Who's you going, Gabe Karimi next? Who? Oh, golly, <laughs> Stan Thomas too. That, also, Brendan has a good, also from what I've seen, the acclimation for tight ends in the NFL just simply isn't the same as it is for other positions. Yes, that's what I'm saying too. Like the tight ends are responsible for so much. They don't get enough love. If they're ex- an extension of the offensive line. So that's why I love them too. But like they have to know protection schemes for the offensive line. Then they also have to know route combinations, what's happening in the receiving game. They have, they're responsible for so much and they have to sometimes switch 
like at the drop of a hat. Even when they get to the line, they can the quarterback could check into something completely different where exactly. they were in protection before and now they're going to release or vice versa. And I tight ends do not get enough love, and it does take a while, especially because they're very one-dimensional players in college. And to make a tight end into a two-dimensional player in the NFL is a, takes a while. That's all I'm saying. Shout out to Jake Tongas who got cut today. Yeah. Tight ends don't get enough love. Tough tight ends don't get enough love. Tough world, man, the NFL. It you're is. here, you're gone. It's cutthroat business. Not so long. Yep. I, I was walking with with guys, uh, you know, they were coming out of the locker room, and I'm like, you guys are in the NFL. How cool is that? And just one of them looks at me and he's like, you know what that stands for, right? Not for long. Yep, 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 yep. No Average career is three years. <laughs> but but Cole Komet right now, you know what he's got on? He's just He's just chilling. He's got on his Shady Rays. Let's go. Let's go, Shady Rays. You know, I, If you don't understand why sunglasses are incredibly expensive, Shady Rays went out to change that. You do not have to break the bank for the quality sunglasses this fall, winter, or anytime. Our friends at Shady Rays, they have you covered. Uh, they're, they are premium, too. Polarized shades, world-class optical clarity, Carmi. They, and they've got the durability going on, too. They've got the styles. The best part, though, the most insane protection program of all eyewear. This is what I love about them. Lost, broken. If you lose, you break your shades. Even if you do it on day one, they will send you a brand-new pair. You drop them. You, you're, you're, on, you're, you're living your dream on your vacation. You, you, whatever. Say you're on a cruise, you lose them overboard. They're going to send you a new, a new pair. Uh, so that is some big-time reasons. Exclusively, by the way, for you who's watching tonight, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use the code CHGO. 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. You buy one, you get one free. You get two pairs for as low. Two pairs for as low as 54 bucks. Uh, redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. I'm fired up to get my Shady Rays. All right. Uh, we have to tackle something that's a little bit confusing here, team. Has anyone... I don't know if anyone's heard of Wallet Hub. Hmm. Uh, have you heard of Wallet Hub before? No, I haven't. I know where you're going with this. And yeah, no, I, I have not heard of Wallet Hub, nor do I think I want to. Herb, you've worked in... Uh, I don't know. You've been in Chicago media for 20 years. You Never. hear of Wallet Hub? Never. Never, uh, ever. All right. Well, Wallet Hub, I hadn't heard of them either, but uh, they were making their way around Twitter, which is a dangerous place to be in these days. Uh, and they, they ranked the best sports cities team, and Chicago was not number one. Nor not was, even close. Wasn't number two. Wasn't number eight, wasn't number 11, wasn't even number 13, Seattle, Washington, who lost their NBA team. Talking about bear down, Chicago Bears, go Cubs, go, let's go, go White Sox. And uh, yeah, 14th, only Ugh. the Bulls. Here I, come the Hawks. I don't. I, I, Firstly, that's, I mean, everybody knows. 14th, that, Herb. That the, even if you don't name them one. They're a top, we're a top five sports city, maybe in the world, top 100% two, in the United States. two, we're not two. Exactly. And so I'm just trying to be like, like, what, like 14th already, Wallet Hub is trash. Trash. Who's, <laughs> trash, who, trash. Who's trash. in the top five? So it's, how is, yeah, how well, is, yeah please, please tell the people who number one on this Seattle's list Seattle's in front of us. So, like, so, so, war so number one from Wallet Hub is Los Angeles, which is just, they rank them fifth in football, first in basketball, third in Can baseball, first in soccer, 24th in hockey. 
Boston Saint is number two. Fourth and How did they get Boston right, but not... I don't... Good question. What is what is this based on? So, I can go through the criteria, but I got to tell you what's dragging us down is the Chicago Bears, according to WalletHub. We are 27th in football. Out of 32 teams? Yeah. Seven, despite the fact that the Bears still have a wait list for season tickets? Are yeah, we kidding? They're the Bears. They, they the run this franchise. town. It's, it's, a, it's a bad job by WalletHub, but that's where they got the Bears. They've got, they've got the basketball team who had the greatest player to ever play and, is still, and, and sells more jerseys in literally every corner of earth. They have them 17th. Baseball is 6th, which is still low. Uh, you've got the, one of the most iconic franchises in the history of the world, and, and, and then you have the White Sox. No offense, Herb. But, I mean, let's call it what it is. Hey, they're third in, uh, in sales right now. <laughs> hey. For that iconic hat. They, they, they do a great, phenomenal no, job. No, hip-hop, logo, artist, no hip-hop artists wearing Cubs hats. That's fair. And, and if they would listen to my marketing strategy, which is, would be to make the beers half the price of they are right now and, and promote that, I, they're a door, they're a terrible organization. That's I will not uh, argue with that. They're one of the worst organizations in ever. They, there's just things I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but there are there, there are, are things that they. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. That's your land. I'm not. I don't want. I'm not step on any toes here. But there are ways that they could they could help themselves. Twelfth in soccer, which seems high because I I mean I, I think the fire and the red stars are not getting enough love around here. And eleventh in hockey, which is low. We are a great hockey town. Fantastic hockey town. But LA, like Right, like that's that's yeah. what I can't get over. Like LA is a trash sports city. I worked in that market. I worked for the Dodgers and I after Clayton Kershaw would pitch seven and a third quality innings. Out the door. Nobody would would stand for him and clap as he was exiting the field. Yeah, that was what I had. Yeah. So okay, uh, that okay, and I'm, no. I'm I'm gonna leave Wallet Hub right there. But we, L.A., Boston, New York, both Pitts, to pick with L.A., Pittsburgh, Dallas, Miami. You've got to be kidding! Oh, me. Miami's not a yeah. good sports town at all. Philadelphia, Denver, D.C., Atlanta. Again, you've got to be kidding me. Yes. Uh, San Francisco, D- Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Get out! Get get. Uh, the, I think Cincinnati. Have a, a football team and a baseball team. That's it. Yeah, they're really, but they they love their Bearcats. There's three people at Reds Bearcats. games, uh, and it's a terrible stadium too. Uh, yeah, I, I just I can't. And the Come Bengals on. have been bad forever. You can't put Cincinnati above Chicago. That's no, that's absolutely insanity. not. C- Seattle and, the, and then and then Chicago. Uh, but hold on a second here. I just had what were we just talking about that I had, that I had a great segue that I wanted to hit. Los Angeles. Oh no, here it is. I was at the Bulls game last night. I don't know if anybody saw my tweet here. But I'm at the Bulls game last night, and I don't want to get on you Chicago amazing sports fans. But first, they honored veterans. And I get it. It's at every game, and at, at some point it becomes a drop of overkill. But it's the veterans. You stand up for the veteran. Yeah. Come on, man. Take not? your hat off. You, yeah. t- you take the hat off. You show respect. This is, we're not asking a whole lot. Yeah. United Center last night, there was like six people that got up. Oh. It, 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 and I was like, Did, are you guys? And they said it multiple times. One more time for the veterans. And maybe at that point, realistic, maybe 500 people were standing. I'm like, what's going on here? What, what are you guys? Are you, are, this is ridiculous. And then 10 minutes later, 
they they did one of their bulls uh, games. They've got they got the prices right going on. They got high low. They, they is is this next bull? Uh, this next bull is Joe Kim No. Is that higher or lower than uh, Luol Dang? Higher. So the last one they did was Noah. Okay. He, he had Kirk was twelve. Like uh, Joe Kim No, higher or lower? Higher. They flip the card on the thing. There's Noah, and then they go right to him. And ladies and gentlemen, back at the United Center, Joe Kim Noah. They don't stand for Joakim Noah. He's a Bulls legend. Dude, that's a standing ovation. He's also a really nice dude. He's so friendly. I mean, they were cheering for him. It wasn't silent, but like, come on, man. Yeah. Let's go, Bulls fans. Go ahead. Yeah, no, at the Thursday night game uh, at the Bears, the Bears Thursday night game, they had Matt Forte, and I feel like the crowd erupted with him on the Jumbotron, as they should, but it was... That's that's disappointing I mean, and surprising. Yeah, you know, th- that's interesting. Like, what would be the equivalent bear to Joe Kim at Soldier Field to be there and put him on the board and they don't stand up? I'm trying to think of like a hardy, tough, grizzled guy that gave us all Lance to turn Briggs. Into I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, Lan- I was, yeah, Lance Briggs. But Joe's like pretty beloved. He's beloved. I think we got to go. We got to go. Was Lance not? Yeah, but then you Lance know, is my favorite player. People got things on him. You I know, we, I think we got to go things. up. The, yeah, I think we got to go up the food chain a little bit. But anyway, I just was. I was. I was. I was slightly. Uh, Brian I, I was Relacker, yeah. I was, yeah, that, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't. That doesn't. He's an all-time great and a Hall of Famer. But if we're doing Joakim Noah, beloved character of the Bulls, like one of the best. Uh, centers they've had. They ran offense through him when Derrick Rose was hurt, and he almost became Peanut like Tolan? he was a, he was an MVP candidate because he was so good that year. Also playing for the guy in the last row, and Erlacher's kind of gone sideways. Uh, so there's that Peanut part. Tillman. That Pe- might yeah. be. Peanut Peanut maybe. Yeah, that's good. That's Peanut. good. A guy who might not be a Hall of Famer, but he's he's in that conversation. They gave us all, and yeah, the and fans everybody loves, loves him. him. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's that's a good call. Love him. Good call. It's, it's that's it's actually an interesting Bears question. Like who, not the most talented, but the most heartfelt Chicago heart and soul Bear of all time, or in the last twenty years, let's say. Let's yeah, let's keep it I current. Would, I would, yeah, I would go. I think Peanuts up there. Uh, Devin Hester. Um, Devin's too talented. <laughs> yeah, I guess he'll be. Yeah, he's Hall of Fame. Like I mean, right off the bat, I don't. Yeah. Heart and soul had to would have to drag him out of Soldier Field. I don't know. I got. I got. I got. How about our own Corey Wooten? It could be Woot, who who entered Brett Favre's career. It's always great. And, and you know, Woot Woot wanted to be on the show today, but uh, he he had stuff going on. So we understand Woot. Don't worry about it. I know I've been naming a lot of names that can't be said, and you know, being in CHGO, I don't know if I can say this name either. But Olin Krutz. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Olin Krutz is heart and soul of the Bears, like. You know, Mike Brown is a great one. Uh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, I like yeah. Mike Brown too. Yeah, that that's it's definitely from that era. I guess pick mm-hmm. your pick your Jack Sanborn already. <laughs> <laughs> he's headed there, Andrew. Laz is a good one. Tom Waddle. He is much beloved. I mean, he's great on the radio, and his career was pretty much heart and soul. Wasn't the the most talented, but he left it on the field, and that's why fans love him. That's why he's still on the radio right now because he's a good host. Firstly, and secondly, he wouldn't have been in that opportunity if he didn't give his all for the Bears there. I, I would actually, uh, going along this, I love Danelle Wolford. I can't believe J2K just named Danelle Wolford, who I used to hoop with back in the day. Good, great baseline jumper. I, I, Mongo might be the guy, just considering everything that's going on mm-hmm. and uh, 
and how much he, I mean, was, I mean, now we're going back to the 85 Bears, which is not originally where we're going here. But saying, let's, 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 let's stay away. I know who Mongo is, though. I mean, pretty 76 was, was, was a, a man and a half, if you will. Uh, all right, as we wrap up the show here, did you were you a diehard sports center person at any point in your life? Diehard? I don't. I mean, like, like I watch Sports Center all the time. Still, um, I still have it all in the background a lot. But okay, I'm. Herb? Yeah, I was. It was appointment television as a teenager for me. Yeah, yeah. And so, if for people who are of the younger generation, you you might not remember Fred Hickman as well. Because, oh, yeah, I didn't. But Sports Center had direct competition with CNN. It was it was Fred Hickman, it was Vince Cellini, and they were on. I don't know if it was as, it wasn't as frequent. I mean, it was daily, but they didn't have as, as many yeah. shows. But if I think I'm remembering that right, but Fred Hickman was the man, mm-hmm. and uh, passed away. Saw it making its way around uh, with a lot of great tributes to him in his 60s, and. It hit my childhood, Herb, which I, you know, I, I think you're feeling it too, right? High school, that, that yeah. scene. And I'm sure uh, tributes have gone around for people who do that, who are sports anchors around the nation, watching Fred and Nick and understanding, and especially as an African-American on TV doing sports, guys like Stuart Scott would follow in his, in his footsteps and see, like, man, I can see it. I can be it type of thing. And I'm sure Fred Hickman is that guy to many of uh, African-American and probably Caucasian and other uh, races. Uh, a guy that you could see finally, okay, I can see my man there. I can do that now. So it's a, like an inspiration. And uh, 67 is way too young to be leaving this earth. So uh, rest in peace to him and his family. I uh, hope they have some uh, peace and comfort in this uh, t- troubling times. I, I, uh, I love what you just named there. Hey, let, let 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 me see you on national TV mm-hmm. in, on my cable doing doing a dream gig. Yep. And the the tributes to him were super touching. That Fred apparently was the nicest guy and would and you know in this business everybody wants the same thing. So people are always watching their backs and that that is just a part of it. At least in in, in many corners. And apparently he wasn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Who's who's sitting next to me, and how can I help you? And I mean, there there was some really nice heartfelt tributes out there. I'm like, all right, because I, I never, I didn't know Fred Hickman. I didn't, I didn't know that that was the case. I just knew he was really good at his job. Mm-hmm. So it was just nice. To, it was it was good to see that in in, in this particular in- industry, which, I mean, everyone at CHGO, we are just so unbelievably supportive of each other. Absolutely, indeed, and yeah, and it's a very not rare thing, but it's more likely that you got a jerk on the on the air than a person that's actually trying to as my guy Lawrence Holmes says lift as you climb and trying to help the young people out cuz he's not worried about you know who's coming for him cuz he knows he can do he has confidence to do his job and he knows he'll always have a job because he's good at what he does and so he can help the next guy and help the next girl to be at the level that he's at, and that's the best thing you can have. We needed Loho on here tonight for some of your references. I, 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 I came up short on some of your movie stuff. He would have been right there for you, so I apologize. Oh, we've been 20 years together, so <laughs> he doesn't get some of them, but for the most part, he's okay, okay, okay. knock okay. him out. I feel, I feel like you guys are all I'm awesome. a weird guy, so it, hey, me, Steven doesn't get half of my me, references. I work with him every day. Uh, I even uh, called him Steven Alexander. Is not his name. After eight months of working together, he got my, my last name wrong. That's brutal. That that brutal. Is, that's a whole baseball season, Herb. Yeah, because we're both uh, first name guys, uh, t- uh, double first name guys. Herb Lawrence, Stephen, Nicholas. There we Mark go. Mark Carmen. There, there we go. Mark Carmen, you are you part of the group too? 
Two first name guys. Two first name guys. There's people I, you I, can't I, trust. Vitaly, you don't have this. No, I don't. <laughs> Vitaly. Well, actually, Vitaly, I think, is a first name in Russian. There you go. That's actually good. I, I, Vitaly I, I just I just irritated someone somewhere with that one. That that uh, my name is Vitaly. I, I, I'm I'm doing something big somewhere. Klitschko. But yeah, Vitaly Klitschko. There we go. There we go. Vitaly Klitschko. I love these names coming in. Tony Paris, James Big Cat Williams. <sighs> and two first names, guys. Right. Yeah, yes, yes Gary sir. Ross. Gary Ross, you stud you. So, uh, housekeeping. Her, are you on tomorrow? We are not on. We do Sunday through Thursday shows just so we can have the uh, podcast for Monday through Friday. So, we are off until Sunday's um, tailgate. Then Sean and I will have a show. And Vinny's gone forever because he's going to Australia. What's in Australia? He's going on his honeymoon. Oh, he wow. He got married like in July, delayed until the season's over. And he's going for like a month. He's traveling down to Australia for and like go, going everywhere in Australia. Yeah. That's awesome. He's going from like the the East Coast to the West Coast of Australia. Him okay. and his uh, bride. I don't got no month off in my contract. I'll tell you that much. Good good, good job, Vinny. Way to win and negotiate. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a job right there. Congrats to Mr. Duber. Uh, hey, thank you so much for, for watching tonight. And, yes, tailgate Sunday, 8.30 to noon, corner of Roosevelt and Michigan. Uh, our, our goal is that each tailgate is better than the next one capped off by our uh, Packers one coming up at the end of the season. But this, So this is number three, and it's just been awesome to see you out there, and uh, I hope that what? we have a huge crowd here on Sunday. What a, what a movie call out, St. Omni, about Australia, a walkabout. Did you guys ever see that movie? No. Oh, God, it was like some weird like indie movie in, that we watched in high school, and it took place in Australia. Like that's That just unlocked a core memory. Thank you, St. Rags, we love you and we miss you too. And I, should I go home and watch Walkabout? No, no, no it's it, 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 it weirded it's me out as a teenager. I, maybe it's like really cool, but I don't know. I didn't. I haven't. Want, I haven't had a desire to go watch it again. You want a, You want an old Carmen uh, movie recommendation? Or you, or you would never watch any old movies? No, I watch old movies. You watch old movies? Yeah. I'm go, You know what? I I watched uh, within the week three days of the Condor. Three days of three the days of the condor. Yes, do it. Young Redford, we got a little. Oh, I'm, young I'm, Robert Redford. I must say, I'm already sold. Yeah. It, yes, it, I'm also already sold, probably for different reasons. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Anybody out there, Condor? It's 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 a good run. Herb, I think you'll particularly like it. I don't know you super well, but I think I, I in the in the in the realm of conspiracy and whatnot, I think you I think you might enjoy it. It's really well done and. Uh, Faye Dunaway. Sure. She, she, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. We'll I'll, leave you with that. We'll leave you with that. All right. Hey, thanks for watching, everybody. See you at the tailgate, hopefully. Braggs, we love you, too. Say it one more time. And you, Laz. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, – Steven, appreciate you producing. Thank you to Cole Komet for joining us out at House Hall. It was great to be with you at House Hall today. Let's do it again sometime. Let's do it again sometime. We'll see you next time. <laughs>